0: Sometimes we forget how blessed we really are. And then there's something that kind of stirs us or awakes us from our apathy. And we start thinking about how blessed we are to have such and such. For instance, at my house, we have a refrigerator in our kitchen. How awesome is it that we have something to keep all of our food cold and ice cream frozen until the appropriate moments? But not only do we have a refrigerator in our, in our kitchen, we also have a refrigerator out in the garage to have extra food and to, to, to store extra food. And So when we have company over, we're able to, have, you know, to store food ahead of time and prepare food ahead of time and be blessed in that way and to store extra me- meals in our freezer. We have cars. We have health. We have church building. There is so much that we have. Sometimes it all comes flying into the front of our minds, and we are confronted, we're reminded of the faithfulness, the goodness, and the generosity that God has shown to us as His children. This morning, we are going to consider the blessing, the the kindness, the generosity of God of us being justified by faith alone. That's part of this series that we're, we're. going through in our series in Romans, the undeserved, unmatched, unstoppable gospel of Jesus Christ. And we've divided it into six divisions and we're on that second division, the heart of the gospel. And we've already considered that the heart of the gospel is the righteousness of God being revealed through God's wrath. God is angry with sin. Also at the heart of the gospel is that the righteousness of God reigns with justice. God shows no partiality. And now we're in that that, that third division of the heart of the gospel. We're talking about the righteousness of God is being received by faith. In chapter 4 of Romans, Paul uses Abraham to teach the doctrine of justification by faith alone. Last week, we considered the question of justification by faith alone. In other words, there are no exceptions. Not even Abraham the ones that the Jews looked to with with such reverence, not even Abraham was accepted from it. He was justified by faith alone. Abraham also serves as a prime example of someone who was justified by faith. Christian, today's text as we go further into Romans chapter 4 is a call for us to worship. It's a call to worship because we have a clear understanding of the blessing that it is. To be justified by faith. Now, if you are watching this, this sermon, or you, there's a few of you who have gathered this morning, if, if you've, you're watching this either live or later on, and you have not yet placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you're not yet a Christian, you've never yet been born again, this text calls you to acknowledge that your only hope to being reconciled to a holy God, our Creator, our only hope to be reconciled is by having faith. In Jesus Christ. That's how, one is, how God justifies someone. Would you please follow along in your copy of the scriptures from Romans chapter number 4. I'll begin with verse number 1. What shall we say then, that Abraham our, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath something to glory in, something to boast about, but not before God. For what says the Scriptures? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describes the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputes, or reckons, or counts, righteousness, Apart from works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute or count his sin. The greatest joy that a human soul can experience is to be blessed by God. And he gives that blessing to all of his children by counting them just as righteous. As Jesus. That's the main idea that Paul communicates in verses 4-8. through eight. God's children are eternally blessed people because God counts them to be as righteous as Jesus is. Paul wants us to understand how much of a blessing it is to be justified by faith alone in Christ alone. It's not a small deal. It's not an insignificant matter. It's not something that should be easily passed over or ignored. Rather, being justified by faith alone is paramount. It's an eternal matter. It's it's the bedrock of our relationship with God. It's at the core of our corporate worship. As the children of God, we gather together to celebrate the one whom we trust to take away our sins. In fact... It would be impossible to overstate the blessing that being justified by faith alone actually is. And for this Lord's Day morning, it is our privilege to be reminded of, and really awed about the kindness of God in this biblical reality. God's children are justified by faith alone. Let's note three aspects of the blessing that justification by faith alone is for God's children. First, the blessing of justification by faith alone is undeserved. Being justified by faith alone is a blessing because it is completely undeserved. Our son has a small business that serves a couple of nearby neighborhoods. We live in one of the nearby neighborhoods here, so he has a a small business that serves a couple of these neighborhoods. And each spring, he puts an advertisement on the front doors and uh, advertises what his business can do for for them and and evidently somebody held on to one of those flyers because when we had the first snow back in December the first snow of, of this winter he got a phone call but the phone call came from North Carolina and they wanted uh, the person who was calling him wanted him to shovel off their driveway for a parent who lives just over here off of of Zarker so he goes over to do the job to shovel off the driveway. But what he finds is that the neighbors that lived close to the house had already taken care of it. The snow was already gone. So he comes back home. He gets in contact with the person from North Carolina and says, hey, your parents' driveway is already cleared. They are set to go. Surprisingly, they respond with, okay, well, we want to send you some money anyway for going over there. And we're like, no way, Jose. No, there's, there's there's no work done. There's no work that was done. We did, drove over, came back, and you know, we're back in front of the fireplace enjoying the, the warmness again. Anyway, they ignored that, and they sent him 15 bucks. Can you believe it? What do we call that? We call it a gift. We call it not his due. He didn't work for it. When we work, we expect a paycheck. It's not a bonus. It's what is owed. When we don't work, but we get paid, it's undeserved. Paul wants us to understand that when we receive something for which we do not work, it's completely a gift. It's undeserved. These verses, verses 4 and 5, give that illustration. Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debts. But to him that works not, but believes in him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. This little illustration from Paul takes us back to the reality that our justification comes by the grace of God. It's undeserved. The apostle is going to unfold that again and again throughout this epistle, and really throughout all of these epistles, and that theme is seen throughout all of the scriptures. If you, are, if you work for something, your paycheck is not a gift. It's owed to you. There's no grace in that Uh, As as the end of verse 4 says, it's not reckoned of grace, but of debts. However, if you get a paycheck that you don't work for, it is a gift. So Paul follows up this first three verses of Romans chapter 4 with this reminder that you can't work for your salvation. You can't earn it. In fact, the opposite is true. You simply trust in the one who is able to justify. You trust that God will, will, will make you right because of what Christ has done on your behalf, in your stead. You trust that, that G, what Jesus did is good enough. Faith is counted to you as righteousness, just like it was counted to Abraham for righteousness. Fellow Lancastrians, we, are, we like our works, don't we? We like our good deeds, we think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think of ourselves. We give ourselves kudos for being conservative. We glory in our law-keeping. We think much. We point to our religiosity and the fact that we're involved with church or, we have, or we're the fourth or fifth generation of church-going people, whatever the case may be. I call us this morning. This text calls us this morning to check our hearts once again. What's Are you leaning on that you have done? Are you leaning on being reconciled to God, being justified by by God? Are you leaning on something that you have done? While talking about this blessing of being justified by faith alone, we should note how Paul describes the one who has faith. He says the individual believes on the one who justifies the ungodly. And that's precisely why this blessing is undeserved. So it's not getting something that is that is it's not only not getting something that is not not earned, it's getting something in spite of going the opposite direction of earning. You see the difference there? It's an ungodly person believing in God's justifying work. Now let's be frank, ungodly here is not describing a certain segment of the human race. Ungodly is describing all of humanity. Paul spent the better part of three chapters uh, outlining for us why the whole human race uh, is is made up of sinners. Then Paul tells us in chapter 4 that Abraham, of all people, was ungodly, but that he believed in the one who justifies. It is God who does the work of justifying. It's God's action. It's not based on ours. Did you notice that God doesn't first... Make someone godly and then justify them? God justifies those who believe in him, the one who is able to justify the ungodly. That's the blessing. Somebody said it this way. For a person who had no works to be justified by faith was nothing unlikely. But for a person richly adorned with good deeds, not to be made just from these, but from faith, this is the thing to cause wonder and to set the power of faith in a strong light. Friends, we have come into this world as ungodly people. That is why being justified by faith is such a blessing. It's completely undeserved. Does it cause you to wonder? Does it increase your faith? Even though you have no deserved claim to the righteousness of Jesus, God blesses you with that righteousness. Sometime today, have a discussion with your family about how you should respond to this undeserved blessing of being justified by faith. Doesn't this reality make you want to live righteously? Doesn't this reality make you want to flee the temporary pleasures of sin? Doesn't this blessing, this reality of being justified by faith alone, by God's action to us, doesn't it motivate you to go tell other people about this blessing? Doesn't this blessing make you stand back in awe of God's kindness? Christian, thank God for this blessing. Thank him through your prayers. Teach your children about this undeserved blessing. Rehearse it to yourself. Repeat it to yourself over and over and over. I I, I am justified because I have faith in the one who is able to justify the ungodly. If you have never believed in this one who justifies the ungodly, I invite you to trust in him even today. Place your faith not in the paycheck of your good works, but place your faith in the one who does justify the ungodly. If you have questions about what it means to be born again, what it means to have faith in Jesus, would you please reach out to us? Contact us at the church office. We'll be happy to show you from God's word what it means to have faith in Jesus Christ. The greatest joy that a human soul can experience is to be blessed by God. And He gives that blessing to all His children by counting them just as righteous as Jesus. Justification by faith alone is a blessing because it is undeserved. Secondly, the blessing of justification by faith alone is testified. We see that in verse 6. When a prosecutor or a defendant presents their, their case in court, they present witnesses, right? They do so to bolster their case. Or to to, to bolster their defense. They're looking to to make their case stronger. So they present as many witnesses as will help their case. To testify as as how the situation unfolded. Look at verse 6. Paul brings another witness. He says, "...even as David also describes the blessing of the man unto whom God imputes righteousness apart from his works." Paul's message of justification by faith alone is, was loud and clear, but he's not the only one who preached that sermon, is his point. So now we move from the example of, of, of justification by faith alone from the life of Abraham, and we move to the testimony of justification by faith alone in the life of, of David. David is that second witness According to Old Testament law, a legal matter was to be established by more than just a single individual. Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 15 says, A single witness shall not suffice against a person for any crime or any wrong in connection with any offense that he has committed. Only on the evidence of two witnesses or of three witnesses shall a charge be established. We know that Paul was completely uh, immersed with, he was had a great understanding of the law, the Old Testament law. So, with that understanding and knowing that he was writing to Jews, especially who were familiar with that law, he provides a second testimony. The Jews viewed David as the greatest king of their history. King David said it. Anyone is blessed if God counts righteousness apart from works. So the point is, it's testified by others. It's not only Abraham who experienced it, but David did also. David Testified what it was like to be blessed by God. The greatest joy that a human being can experience is to be blessed by God. And God gives that blessing to all of his children by counting them just as righteous as Jesus. Justification by faith alone is a blessing because it's undeserved, it's a blessing because it's testified of by more than one. Thirdly, the blessing of justification by faith alone is whole, it's complete, it's entire. Paul quotes here um, from from David. He he refers to him in verse number 6, and then he gives the quote from Psalm 32 uh, in verses 7 and 8. He says, David says, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not encounter his sin.'" David's testimony is this, God does not leave us in a bad position. Martin Lloyd-Jones said it this way, God is not satisfied with anything less than reconciliation. How kind of God. What a blessing it is that God is not satisfied with less than reconciliation. Psalm 1 tells us that the blessed man follows God, Psalm 32, quoted here in Romans 4, teaches us that the blessed man is a man whose sins are forgiven. Here's the big news. God doesn't impute, to use this word from our text. God doesn't impute, reckon. He doesn't count our good works when justifying us. And neither does God reckon or count our sin when justifying us. Aren't you glad that God, count, that God counts you righteous apart from your works? I mean, we did some really good things this week, right? We encouraged people. Maybe we gave money to help others who are in need. We read our Bibles. We prayed. We went to church or we watched live stream on, of church. I mean, we, we did some really good things this week. But we also did some really bad things this week. We coveted. We lusted. We gossiped. We spoke harsh words. We did many other sins this week. God counts us righteous apart from our works. Good works and evil works. What a blessing. You can, eat, you, can, you can enter into good works this coming week. You can run from evil works this coming week with the hope that neither are affecting your justification. God counts you righteous apart from your works. God has has justified you without taking into those into consideration. How kind of God. We're big on hearing that He doesn't count our good works. But we need to see the other side of that same coin. He doesn't count our sins in justifying us either. That's precisely why we are blessed. That word there, uh, blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven. That word, Iniquities can also be translated lawless deed. Sin is lawlessness. We are a lawless people. Do you see yourself as a lawless person? Well, maybe we think that those who who damage property in a protest are lawless people. But me? A lawless person? Come on, man. Am I a lawless person? To be lawless is to deserve God's wrath. That's each of us. That's all of us. Well, what does it mean? What what does he do for the lawless? He says he forgives. God grants forgiveness to criminals. That, That word forgive means to send off, to send away. You maybe remember back to Matthew or to the Gospels. We read in Matthew chapter 13, verse 36, Jesus sent away the multitudes. That's the same word that we get right here that our iniquities are sent away, our lawless deeds are sent away. Forgiveness carries the idea of separation. Friends, we cannot separate ourselves from our sin, but God can separate our sins from us by placing them on Jesus. God sends our sins away through the cross. We sang it this morning, my sin, oh the bliss, of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole, it's nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord; it is well with my soul. Christian, you have been separated from your sin; you have been forgiven; you have been released from the load of the burden of your sin. David says, "You are blessed because your lawless deeds, your iniquities." Are forgiven. He also says you're blessed because your sins are covered. He says, uh, verse number seven, blessed are those whose, whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. What does it mean to be covered? I think sometimes when we think about covered, we think about being, uh, we think about clothing, we think about being covered, you know, like putting huge, great big crocheted mittens on your hands to stay warm while sitting out at an, at an outdoor event. They're smart, right? They're covering. They're staying warm. By the way, he's been a great sport about that. David says the blessing is that our sins are covered. Maybe we should think about, go back to the Garden of Eden, where, uh, where Adam and Eve, they sinned as, as representatives of the hu- entire human race. They were ashamed when they, when they recognized their nakedness. And what happened? God provided covering for them. And spiritually, God has provided a covering for sin. It comes through Jesus. God clothes his children with the righteousness of Christ. We've been robed with Christ's righteousness. Friends, your sin has been forgiven and now you are covered. The blessing of being justified by faith alone is that it's complete. It's whole. All of your sin is covered. The sins from when you were five years old. The sins from your teenage years. The sins you committed in college. The sins you committed as a parent or as a grandparent. The sins you committed this morning, last week. Your sins are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. What a blessing it is to have our sins covered. David uses that term that we've seen several times in Romans already. The word imputes. He says, blessed are those Whose, sin, whose iniquities, lawless deeds are forgiven, and whose sins are covered. And then verse 8 says, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute or count or reckon sin. It's a it's a bookkeeping term. It's saying that our slate has been clean. Verse 8 quotes David is saying that the Lord will not count sin. And some translations have the word, will never impute sin. So that it will never, God will never count our sins against us. What a word of hope. God will never count your sins against you. God will never bring it up again. How can God do that and yet remain holy? He reckons or counts our sins to Christ instead of to us. As Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians, in Christ God was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For your sake, God made Christ to be sin. Christ who knew no sin, so that in Christ, We might be made the righteousness of God. Do you see why David thought that this was such a blessing? He understood that to be justified by faith was a full, was a complete, was a whole blessing. We're talking about David. King David. God did not count David's sin against him. David murdered someone. David coveted another man's wife. David committed adultery. And yet, as he testifies in Psalm 32, and Paul quotes it here, God did not count his sin against him. Beloved of Harvest Bible Church, be reminded of the whole, the complete, final blessing of justification by faith alone. Regardless of your past, you have been given a new slate through Jesus. You have been blessed by God. The greatest joy that a human soul can experience is to be blessed by God. And He gives that blessing to all of His children by counting them just as righteous as Jesus. Oh, Christians, see the blessing of being justified by faith alone. You are indeed blessed by God. He is not counting your sins against you. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. He has carried our sins as far as the east is from the west away from us. Christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many. Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-four. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Christian, your sins are not counted against you. That is the blessing of being justified by faith alone. Chuck Taft, your sins are not counted against you. Tara Hansen, your sins are not counted against you. Brian Gerber, your sins are not counted against you. Joanne Stewart, your sins are not counted against you. Kevin Carball, your sins are not counted against you. Harvest Bible Church, our sins are not counted against us. Praise be to God. The blessing of being justified by faith alone is that God has counted us just as righteous as Jesus, who never, ever sinned. So, go tell people this week about the blessing of justification by faith alone. Send, spend lots of, of money in getting that message to the nations. Repeat that message over and over to your own hearts and to your children. This is the message that we take to our neighbors. This is the message that we take to our families for comfort. Rest in the reality that God has justified you and is not counting your sins against you. Be motivated towards holy living out of a, thanksg- out of a thankful heart to God. For this blessing, worship, sing, pray, draw near to the God who has justified you through faith in Jesus Christ. What a kind father we have. He indeed has made his face to shine upon us. Father, we thank you.